We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast, hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Jonathan Montney. Wow, we got through that quick, right We got a lot to talk about. We've done a lot of research. Both of us have done the same amount of research, and we have a lot to talk about. It's weird that you clarified that because we don't usually clarify that. Well, I just wanted people to know what they're in for for this episode. So today's episode is going to be about an old game show called I've Got a Secret. What is it? It's a show about people with secrets. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought we were gonna start out the episode with a nice juicy secret. Uh, oh, you thought I was Let's gonna. Do you Let's do that. Let's tell each other a secret. Let's, Let's tell each other a secret. Have you ever? Um, it's. Are you asking me a question? Oh, you're gonna like. Like I was just saying. Like, have you ever yeah, like, okay. blown blown a secret before? Like something that was a secret yeah. that you were supposed to keep a secret. Oh, absolutely. With like what? I, I don't I have too many I have too many You're bad examples. at keeping secrets is what you're not, saying. Not anymore. I was really bad. I wanted attention when I was younger. Okay. So I would tell people gossip for other people would tell me for the attention. And then I just had no friends by the eighth grade. <laughs> and uh-huh. it, so it was a bad strategy. But yeah, Slowly I was recovering. terrible with keeping secrets. Now I pride myself in taking information to the grave with me. I don't know what I don't have anything in specific because I can't say it. It wouldn't be a secret anymore. Okay. Fair. But I feel that I've gotten a lot better. How about you? I don't know. I'm not very good. I don't think. With well, secrets, I, I think part of the problem is like I don't really have very many secrets about me. Like mm-hmm. I'm very open, mm-hmm. and I don't like. There's nothing that I'm particularly ashamed of or anything like that. So I kind of just. So you say feel things. like other people? If I feel like this, other people should be able to do this too. For the most part, it's not like I'm like going around just like. I mean, people don't tell me like super secret stuff in general. Yeah, because they know. Probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, trust so you. there was the the only time I've really had difficulty with a secret was our friend Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a girlfriend in college, and he didn't go to our college, but she did. Okay. And so one year, I remember it was around this time of year, and he was like, "Hey, um, I think." I'm going to break up with her when we're both together for Christmas break. Ooh. I, I want to break up with her, but I want to do it in Takes person. Takes a strong so, man to do that. So I'm going to break up with her. And then like two days later, she texted me and she was like, hey, I really want to get Steven a really special Christmas present. Can you help me oh, no. get him something that will be really special and and you said, yeah, a, for, a, a car, get him a car. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I, I, yeah, let's, let's, uh, why don't we, why don't we get together like a couple days after Christmas break starts and like go to the mall together <laughs> and <laughs> get him something together. She like, preferably before <laughs> would be best. Yeah, I think I'd like made up some excuses of like, what we should do is just like, yeah. I'll like go shopping with you or something. And then I was like, hey, Steven, you've got to break up with a re- ASAP. Because I can't in, be I'm uncomfortable. I'm in a sticky situation right yeah. now. I mean, if, you, if she had 
strong-armed you into going with her to shop before Christmas, you would have had to been like, you know what is so tight nowadays? Receipts. Like everybody's <laughs> keeping their receipts now. Everybody, big deal. Like just keep it for your own. Uh, you never know what's going to happen with break-ins or... Or break I would. I might have downs. had to break into her house and steal it <laughs> just to give a good excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I remember That's being tough. really uncomfortable about that because I, I, I didn't know what to do in that situation. You, you, I, I wasn't going to tell her like, hey, he's going to break up with you. Of you course, you couldn't anything. have done that. You can't do that. You yeah. have to, in a secret situation or a secret scenario, you have to make a choice. Who do you have allegiance to? The person who told you the secret or the person who wants to know the content of the secret? You have to make a choice. God. So Always. Always to God? Yes. But he doesn't ever tell you really what to do. So how, I what? tell him all my secrets, and he's never told anybody else. <laughs> Think about it that way. Okay, I need to tell you, you've been writing letters to me. Wait, uh, what? You think God lives off? 3313 Bandolino Lane. <laughs> no, no, it's my old, it's my old address. Guys, don't spend, <laughs> don't send fan mail there, guys. If you're a big fan of God, send, <laughs> it, send it there. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've got a secret is the name of the game show mm-hmm. we're going to be discussing today. First, you sent me some advertisement here. Yes. In my email. Correct. That I've got to open up here. I haven't really looked at it yet except for the title of it. Okay. Well, let me get it mine open as well. It ends in DocX. Forgot we were doing this app first. Well, you, I mean, you sent it to me mm-hmm. and you told me to open it and you said, did you get that email? And this was all right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Remember this when is... I told you that that was a secret? That's how bad <laughs> that was, he is, guys. That's me. how bad he is. This I'm was so 10 terrible. minutes ago. All right, so should I, oh, you you have the first line. Do you mind if I start? Go go ahead. It's your okay. you. Re, I mean, you received. I this did not write from this. I received somebody. it. Correct. Go ahead. Today's sponsor is the Just Kidding Crew. Getting famous nowadays is easy, not for us, but staying famous is becoming harder and harder. How many times have you heard this story? A viral video brings someone into the limelight only to get shoved back into the dark when old tweets or videos surface from their past. Too many times. That's why, if you have a dirty past, wow, the Just Kidding crew will sweep it up so the path to your 15 minutes of fame is squeaky clean. Just fill out the application on their website with all your social media usernames, and the JK crew will use their patented algorithms to attach a JK to all of your offensive tweets, posts, videos, pictures, or sex tapes. JK on your sex tape. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember, your past needs to be clean so your future can be bright. Come on down, listeners. Get free five... Five free JKs with the purchase of a 10-year scrub package. Head to jkk.com and fill out your application today. What are you waiting for? Woke culture to go away? Fat chance. And we're going to use our complimentary JK that the JK crew gave to us. Uh, For Baker's last line there, we mean no disrespect to overweight individuals. Oh, because of the fat chance? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I mean disrespect to overweight individuals. Wow. JK? Well, now we're going to have to order a huge package. I had five free. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, sweet. (laughs) Uh, their patented algorithm. So it's just a, the algorithm just says put JK at end of everything. Correct. That's the patented algorithm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it's it's more complicated. You know, it's code. It's written code that goes through and scours your usernames throughout the entire internet. Okay. And just adds a JK. And they have a special it. database of no no words. And if if any of those are flagged, then they put the JK at the end of it. Got it. Got it. Flagged was the word you said there. Just to be clear, for the JK crew algorithm. Flagged. Okay, with an L. Anyway, thank you to the JK crew, jkk.com, uh-huh. for their sponsorship. Correct. 
Now on to our game show of the day. I've got a secret. Ooh, what is it? Oh, sorry. I keep getting... No, keep I, again, I don't have a secret. <laughs> yeah, I got it. You keep... You're, you're doing a really good job of pretending like you have a secret. I send them all to your parents' old address. <laughs> I don't have any secrets. Hey, your your friend keeps writing dear God letters to us again. <laughs> dear I think he's God. Doing, you, you give him a call. Make sure he's doing Is okay. That, dear God, it's me, Margaret. Is that a book? Mm-hmm. Is that by Margaret Cho or something? Yeah, she plays it on her violin. That's not Cello. No, she's a comedian. Oh, that's racist like, of you. I feel like JK, Margaret, I feel like, can we use a JK on that, please? Like, oh, oh, an Asian woman probably plays cello. How Jesus dare you? Christ. I know she does. I've got a secret. Hmm. Is a game show. Did you just Google Margaret Cho cello? Yeah, I need to know who I'm thinking of. Yo, yo, ma. Jesus. <laughs> 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 wow yeah so yeah racist oh jake god. god we don't what is the most expensive subscription to jkk.com <laughs> you knew it dude i knew it Yo-Yo was Ma's a... a dude first of all <laughs> oh man all right and you were in the orchestra in high school i was viola you paid attention paid wow. for eight years i've got a secret it was a game show on cbs mm-hmm from 1952, that was like the invention of TV, basically, mm-hmm. to 1967. So it ran for 15, 16 years. So did, did it start black and white and eventually have color episodes? That's correct, Whoa. yes. Because that's the way the world worked. It started black and white, and then it became color. Oh, that, oh, that was everything was black. So colors didn't exist, you're saying, until color television Existed? No, until Wizard of Oz, until the Twister, right. Wizard of Oz, and everything got colors after that. Yeah, oh, okay. I assume. I mean, you're probably right. I don't know anything about colors. I, I don't know. It's studied. one of my favorite documentaries. So, I've got a secret. CBS 1952 to 67. Uh, it had some. It had a like one. Year, it had four one year long revivals, and obviously. Based on the fact that they were one year long, mm-hmm. they're useless. They didn't do very well. There was in there were 1972 and 76 blips on the radar, and then the Oxygen Network had a revival in the year 2000. That's my favorite. The Oxygen yeah. version of is it, it not? It's not really spelled out though, right? It's O X G N or whatever. O X Y. Maybe now. I think back then we were they still spelled, using they use letters words. Every, yeah. yeah. Back before the last. Decade or so where back we before did. and and everything and before we know it everything is just an emoji nobody's using words at all anymore the poop emoji network that's what I call oxygen oh hey oh wow. Oprah isn't that no Oprah is, is a different network oh the own 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 Oprah Winfrey network got it oxygen is just another like Oprah white woman xylophone. network yamaka. Oh, are you trying to make oxygen? <laughs> a, uh, I was struggling to make. <laughs> I like how you got through the uh, the X, but you couldn't think of a G. Yeah, you got Yamaka also for the, for the Y. Is that, yeah, and then Game Show Network had a a 2006 version. Okay, revival of this show also didn't go very well. The real version on CBS 52 to 67. It was hosted by a guy named Gary Moore. He was pretty pretty entertaining, pretty good. It was a 
a panel show, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, I will. A, a show, I'm glad that you will. A show with celebrity panelists, four of them, in fact. And it was more or less the same for all the time. Yeah. There, I've, you know, throughout the run of the show, one would go away and get replaced by somebody else or something along those lines. But you could mostly count on every episode being the same. One of the panelists that was there all the time was Bill Cullen, who was also a panelist on To Tell the Truth, which we've talked about. Yeah. Was before. he bowtie, bowtie guy? Yeah. See the other guy. He, he, no, he was the other guy. He was far left guy, okay. actually. Yeah. Uh, the other guy was, uh, his name was Henry Morgan. He was a, he was a comedian. Okay. That, that was on there a lot as well. It was usually two male celebrities, two female celebrities. Got to keep the things balanced, which is, you know, for the 50s and 60s, which That's was... That's pretty huge. Very nice. I mean, pay probably was different. Oh, I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> what? Why? What? Didn't they both contribute the same amount of content for the show? Oh, uh, no. The women contributed 70% of the content. <laughs> 70%? Well, 70% of the 100% of the men. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to do. I here. don't yeah, know. So Let's move on. It's a bad, lazy, lazy bit. Anyway. So the show worked by having a guest come on, a, a regular person, if you will. Yeah. A normie. Well, I wouldn't go that far. A muggle. I wouldn't say that because that's a that's a weird annoying thing that people that do creative arts things have co-opted from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying like like give me an ex like I've heard like other improvisers or stand-ups mm-hmm. say stuff like oh well those people like wouldn't understand it they're the the muggles in the audience like non comedy yeah. people in the audience like after you have a bad show you're like nobody laugh because they're muggles they didn't understand yeah, I, I I've I've heard stuff like that and it's always really annoying and condescending and stupid <laughs> and it's just an excuse for being bad at what you're doing mm. um so I don't like that but regular people for the most part mm-hmm. were would appear on the show with a secret and the secret could be Literally anything. It yeah, there was not no, really no boundaries. It was yeah, it was it was not really specific to people who did a great thing or people who who did an awful thing or anything. it was just it could be anything. It could be that I my secret is my friend's girlfriend asked for advice on a gift and I knew he was breaking up with her. Like that could be yeah. the secret. It, right. It literally like that's not. An exaggeration of how basic the secret could be. Yeah. A lot of the times it was things along those lines. It was, it's like the game 20 questions. It was very much like the game 20 questions. And everybody knows the first four questions are, is it a thing? Is it a person? Is it a place? Right. So, well, they would usually, so Gary Moore would usually set up with their secret is something they did. Or okay. something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, a little bit, a, a couple of bumpers. Yeah, exactly. A little, some some guides. So they would come out and um, Gary Moore would say, please tell me, whisper your secret into my ear. And they would make a big show of doing the hands blocking mm-hmm. the mouth and leaning over and whispering it into his ear. And while they were doing that, they would display it up on the tv screen as well and i assume in classic black and white 50s text exactly and i assume in monitors for the audience as well because the audience would usually kind of react to Mm -hmm. to whatever the the seeker was my favorite part of it is i mean gary moore 
has kind of been coached on what the secret is because he's guiding the questioning mm-hmm. and making sure that the answers are are accurate and and not steering people the wrong way or anything like that. So he he knows this beforehand, but they make this big show of he's it, hearing it for the first he, time. Oh, whisper the secret into my ear, and it's like you talked about this backstage. You 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 already <laughs> asked him a bunch of questions about it. You've had a big discussion. There's, that. there's a big prop that's going to be rolled out at the end of this. <laughs> it's behind the curtain now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what if the contestant was like, you know the secret. <laughs> what do you mean? Why? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we, no, whisper whisper into my ear. We just talked about <laughs> it. <laughs> You told me it was I, cool. You <laughs> thought that I knew how to do a whole bunch of numbers in my... <laughs> so, so whispered into the air. And then the basically, it was like 20 questions. It was yes or no questions. The panelists had to ask yes or no questions one at a time. And the format changed a little bit throughout the run of the show. Originally, it was pretty strictly set up. Each person had 15 seconds to ask questions. And... At the end of 15 seconds, a buzzer would sound, and it would move on to the next person, but that 15 seconds signified $10 was won by the the contestant on the show. Muggle. Don't you dare. (laughs) And they went around twice, so eight times for a maximum total of $80 Mm -hmm. if, if you won. Eventually... They changed it to where rather than going around twice, 15 seconds each, they would go about 30 seconds a person once each. And they kind of altogether stopped timing it. And <laughs> because it was a, a live aired show, yeah, they would just basically have producers deciding... Okay, that's enough time for, for those questions. They're on not even close. Like, right. They're done with their turn. Or, or they would do something where they would basically um, think, oh, this person's getting close. Buzz it. So it goes on to the next person oh. before this person gets the answer. So it was another fixed television show. A little, little bit fixed. Uh, and by the end, I think they even stopped talking about the money like it was irrelevant. It was just... So some of the times, like I would watch it, and there would be kind of jokes or bits going on during this portion, and the person wouldn't even be able to get in a question before they got buzzed because there there were just people joking and arguing or whatever it was, and then they would buzz it, and that person didn't get an answer a question just because it was funny that the person didn't get to yeah. ask a question. I I saw the one that I watched. It was uh one of the female panelists, and. They cut to a, a scene, they cut to her camera, and apparently in the monitors, it cut off right at her shoulders, right above where her dress started. Mm-hmm. And so Gary took that chance to be like, whoa, let's turn to another, uh, another camera so we can, okay, whoa, she's wearing a dress. And like, that was the bit. Everybody laughed with her, I guess. And she, you know, had decent spirits about it. And then, yeah, the second she went to answer a question, like, but buzzed her out. And she's like, oh, this is crazy. And I was like, that yeah, and it's not, it wasn't even her fault that she didn't ask all. the question. She was interrupted. Yes. And yeah, and they would also start setting it up to where <clears throat> the first person to ask the questions and the, the order that it went of the celebrity question askers mm-hmm. was strategically set up by the producers as well. So like if this guy did something athletic and they knew one of the people knew a lot about athletics or something like that, 
they might have them be the first question asker because then they don't have all of the previous information to try and formulate a guess. So it's not as easy for them, basically. Or if they knew for a fact that somebody would know, they would make them be last so that you got through a bunch of questions and, and fun before then. So did you see one where they guessed what correctly? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a couple okay. where, where it cuz on the one that I the, uh, the one that I, I watched it, they didn't come close. Right. And I, and I, I, was I like, saw that episode I, also. And then you're talking about this I'm like do, do we need this much like barrier in place for them to not guess? Right. Yeah, no, I saw well I saw one where it got to the third guy. It was Henry Morgan and he was like uh I I guess I could act like I'm really smart, but I, I saw you on the news talking about this, so I know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and there there was another one I saw where where they My apologies. Whoa. What did you just say to her? <laughs> I don't I'm I don't know. Siri is watch Siri is very upset. That's right now. a classic woman thing right there. Stand a- up for yourself. The first apologize. thing she says to you is I my apologies for what? <laughs> For giving you all the information on your wrist all the time, always, ever? You know, you've. I think you've got a, who, a point here. Who programmed this? A man. Yeah. That's what I thought. Exactly. Pathetic. Embarrassing. Wow. Some muggle. Um, Stop it. Oh, I'm sorry. So, but yeah, I, I, I saw another one where they were able to kind of deduce it. And again, this one was, it was a guy, a police chief or something like that. And he came on, and they're like, "He's a police chief." And Did he have his uniform on? I don't think so. Okay, uh, or maybe it was like the fifties. I don't know what a policeman's uniform looked like. He didn't have a big baton. Not a suit. Was he wearing not a suit? <laughs> I don't remember. It was black <laughs> and white. It's hard to tell. <laughs> okay. And and it was like, oh, and we should congratulate him. He just won an award for best police chief or some shit like that that's probably the name of the award yeah yeah. and now the man who's been doing this job for 40 years yeah best police police chief chief. congratulations (laughs) and so you know gary moore says all right well will you now whisper your secret to me and we'll show it to the audience at home and he leans into whisper and it pops up on the screen and it just says he didn't attend his own banquet and then Gary Moore goes, and why? And then it comes up with the other thing. He goes, because they forgot to invite him. And that was his secret. There was a banquet that he didn't go to because yeah. he forgot, they forgot to invite him. Like, that was the big secret. Which seems, how is that even possible? You clearly know there's a banquet in your honor. Apparently he didn't. It was supposed to be a surprise. It was oh, supposed okay. to be like a, a little more surprise sense. thing. And then he like was just out getting lunch and nobody knew where he was. <laughs> and so they had the banquet without him, apparently. <laughs> they still had, like, yeah. rented the space. But, but yeah, they started circling around that aspect of it pretty quickly with, with the questions really? they were asking. They wow. were like, did this have to do with the banquet? And I was like, yeah. Wow. And, and they were like, did you, they, they even got to, you know, did you, did you miss the banquet? And he was like, Yeah. And they're like, oh, was it because you were on the way? And he's like, nope. <laughs> okay. Was it because something legal trouble that you were in? Nope. And then it got over to Henry Morgan. And he was like, is it because they forgot to invite you? Dang. And, yeah. And he was like, yes. And then, so then at the end of it, 
whenever it's either guessed or we get through the quote unquote time limit or all the panelists guesses and and it's over either Gary Moore will then reveal what the secret was or they say yes that's what the secret was and then they'll either do like a little kind of interview with Gary Moore and some of the panelists talking about oh how'd that happen tell tell me about yeah. this blah, blah, blah. and that's you know that's when he talked about how he was out at lunch and nobody could find him and there's you know there's not cell phones in 1961 or whenever this was and or if it's something like i think on one of the episodes you saw it was a a karate guy who could yeah. chop through five inches <clears throat> of wood mm-hmm. which they didn't come close to guessing they didn't know about karate did they not know about karate in 1960 yet? i don't know but they knew about judo yeah because they kept saying does this involve judo because he was wearing like a karate outfit right that's why i asked about the attire Right. Yeah, he was in. He was in a he, clear karate yeah, white so, robe. Like if that guy walked out, I'd be like, "Does this have to do with karate?" Yeah. Like, would be the first thing I would ask. But they were like, "Does this have anything to do with judo?" And he was like, "No." And they were like, "Oh, yeah." After it that, they were just have like, anything they're... to do with judo." It like threw them off. Yeah. It wasn't about judo. And then at the end, he was like, "Judo is an eighty-year-old art. Karate is a fifteen-hundred-year-old art." Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, this guy's fucking pissed that they're confusing judo with karate. Right. Did you do karate when you were younger? No, I didn't. I did. I was a black belt. Really? Anyway, we can move on. It's not a big deal. Did you ever get in a fight? It's not a big deal. No, because, uh, I mean, I got in a whole bunch of manufactured fights uh, when I had in to, karate class? when I had to do my belt tests. Yeah. Right. No, their sparring is weird. You had to put on gloves, and we even put on gloves. How are you going to chop somebody with a glove on? Well, it's it was like um, you actually it was do like chops. Mittens. It was like mittens. It, so it had like one big pad for your four fingers and then your thumb well, okay. was extendable, whatever. Okay. Oh, I think I've seen that. those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had something on the top of your ankles too. So it was like... Like little shin guards almost? Yeah, but just but for your padded. like ankles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because and, that's the part you're supposed to hit the people with, right? Like the top of your ankle? Is that well, here's the thing. I was taught... I just had a realization. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. This is a secret that you have? No. There was a time when our friend Fran and I, I would hang out with his like uh, Peruvian group a lot. We'd go out. So I was right, at... Because he's from Peru. He's from Peru. And one of his cousins or one of his friends uh, does MMA. And I felt like, I was like, oh, I can talk with this guy. And we were in a group setting. And he was like, there was a... We were in someone's garage and there was a punching bag out back. And I was like, uh-huh. oh yeah, I, uh, you're supposed to... You guys know you're supposed to kick with your co- with your toes bent in, so you hit like with the, them with the balls of your feet. And then MMA guy was like, "No, you're supposed to hit with your shin because you would break your toes if you did that." And I was like, "No, they taught me in karate." So, <laughs> and I remembering it right now, it was the other way around. Oh. <laughs> my instructor was like, "Don't curl your toes, you will break your foot." So that's how my brain works. I know something was said to me. I don't you remember, remember the context the of how it was said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you don't get in fights, please, because I, I, you're gonna break stuff. I would be. I think I would be good at at, at fighting, but I would not be a, I would not be a um, honorable fighter. The, like if I was into a real fight, we're talking in a pull bar or something. Bite. Oh, for sure. I'm you, going you for your think eyes. You're scrappy. Enough. I'm going for your eyes. You think you're scrappy enough that your goal is make it out of here alive basically correct and, i don't cuz and the reason i i am like that is because i don't have fighting skills if i if i was like mma you or judo like, trained get I'd, this guy down like and... your dude your dad got that guy in a hold because he did wrestling when he was younger right. so he knew how to uh, restrain someone safely right i don't know how to do that so it's either me being restrained we ain't going to happen or 
I'm gonna, you know, put my two fingers in your nostril and rip your nose off, and your then face. run away <laughs> <laughs> with your nose potentially in my hand. And I'm gonna be, de- I mean, I got your nose. <laughs> got you. And the guy's like, "Why would you? That's you already how they ripped my nose off." Game. Yeah. Or you only did it for that bit? No, 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 no. I would never. That's I would use the bit if I were in that situation. <laughs> but I, I mean, if the opportunity presented itself, I'm not gonna I'm waste not that. Gonna be goofy to use running every away. part of the buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sorry, way so off track there. yeah, so the guy, like the karate guy, then they brought out the five inch, mm-hmm. five one inch pieces of plywood or whatever, and he. Well, did. at first, Gary Moore holds a board, so yeah, we he know he's going to break break five inches. Right. Gary Moore holds one, explains the one board is one inch, and I was like, oh god, is he going to hold all five of these? But it was just like a demonstration right. for because he did a kick for that one right. for the very first one, and then he did the chop, and I loved like. Because again, the way that Gary Moore was explaining that one was as if nobody was familiar with karate. Right, yeah. Because he, he was like, he was like, yes, it's, it involves mental aspects and physical aspects. I and think like, that part threw people off. Yeah, I think so too. They were too. kind of on the physical track. And then yeah. he was like, it, it requires a lot of mental, which it does, but it's like, that's... Right, but I think that's part of the like... The, Stump-ish, um, that stumped them kind well, of. Well, no, I think just kind of the general bullshit Mm. of that's presented to us in the martial arts a lot or these kind of eastern fighting techniques yeah is they there are often a lot of claims about these things about like uh i've seen like karate masters that think they could like take down mike tyson in a fight or something like that and it's like no you couldn't mike tyson would punch you. you once yeah you'd be dead and but because they have this like, no, it's the power of the mind and all that. Mm-hmm. If I go like this, you're going to be knocked on your back. And it's like, yeah, because you're working with little kids that you like tell to fall on their back when you touch them like that or whatever. Yeah. Like, have you well, seen... It came from monks. Yeah. So well, I feel I... like monks aren't... You're not going to walk up to a group of monks and be like, this is a gang. We're about to get jumped. <laughs> These guys are fucking scary. Have you seen that video on YouTube of the guy who who says that like he can like create a force field uh, yes. with his energy or whatever? And then has this woman run full speed at him and he's going to force field her or something. And they just like crash into each other and both get severely hurt. I've not seen that one. I've seen a guy similar to where, but he's the one, I, the one I'm thinking of, he's doing demonstrations oh, he's and fighting. they're compliant or his, you know, right. So, the, so, so they're like, ah, ah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or he'll just like wave his hand over their face and they do a flip and it's like, so, I've so seen, I've you seen know what's yeah, sadder? Yeah. You, the person, the person who is, who's doing that, who's, <laughs> yeah. con- who's consciously going, oh my God, I can't believe he just forced through me. So do you think those people have been brainwashed or do you think that they're like, oh, I respect this man. I want to not embarrass him. I think it's people that want to believe in something so bad that they so like, brainwashed. trick. Yeah. I think they trick themselves. Their bodies are in, truly in, flinging in, themselves into being like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that to me with those magic powers that he has. Yeah. <laughs> And then he goes on. I agree. I've got a secret. And I was like, his secret is I got thrown across a lie. (laughs) I got thrown across the room by a guy's magic. And And they guess it first question. (laughs) Did you you look like the kind of person just fucking dumb and gullible enough (laughs) to get thrown across the room by a guy's magic? But you can't say that because this was like I said, this was a live TV program. And that's rude. Which I feel like and I guess at this point in time that was this wasn't a big concern. Whereas it would be now, was they have comedians on these shows, 
Um, like I said, Henry Morgan was a comedian. Bill Cullen was kind of uh, comical as well. Mm-hmm. Is that to do a live show where these people are kind of just improvising and making stuff up now, Would I feel like it would be very risky because you don't know what these people are going to say. Yeah. And... But they don't want to lose their job. Sure, but but I I don't know. Things will, could probably come out of my mouth in a live TV situation. Oh, you're, like, oh, you're saying somebody's like, yeah, be funny, be it. funny on live TV, and yeah. I accidentally say something that's like a little crass or whatever. Especially for 1958 standards of right TV, like you can't have you can't tell people that a man and a woman sleep in the same bed. <laughs> you know, like that's off Whoopee. limits. That's that's a really inappropriate joke to. To be making. So you're saying that SNL exists because there's a scripted aspect to it. The live situation with that. Right. Well, and now we have like dump buttons and things like that also where oh, yeah, okay. you can be like, whoop, they Everything's swore. on like a 30 or 15 yeah, second. Yeah, exactly. It's just we, we can bleep that out. Like I don't think they could do that back then when everything was on yeah. film and like rolling through live. I don't think they had yeah. that capability. They just yet. have to shoot the person and then get their stand in to come in. And yeah, exactly. And they just do, and they use and the men in black thing to, they couldn't talk about men and women sleeping, but they could shoot a person live on TV though. <laughs> it's an, fucking Americans. You know, I know dude. Fine with violence, but wow. No, no whoopee on TV. Hey, guess what America? Margaret Cho and Yo-Yo Ma aren't the same person. Get over it. All right. Well, you're getting shot now. Okay. So, the other aspect of this show, there were usually two uh, normal people contestants mm-hmm. on a show, and then there was a celebrity contestant as well. And it kind of started off with the celebrity having a secret, and sometimes, allegedly, the celebrities were fed secrets by the producers. They're like, I don't know, I don't, I don't have a secret. And they'd be yeah. like, uh, just say that you're scared of mice. And so like, the celebrity's secret will be, I'm scared of mice. Yeah. And so that would be the the end of the show, kind of the finale of the show was always the celebrity guest having their secret or whatever it was. And then that kind of evolved as the show over time got, like I said, it got looser with the rules. And like like early on, they would make people not confer with each other at all. Like if if it was this person's time to ask questions, this other person was not allowed to say anything, was not allowed to be like, oh, oh, I bet it's it's this whatever. And then, and they would like stop the game and be like, nope, 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 nope. Nobody else is allowed to talk right now. It's his turn, whatever. And then as time went on, they got looser with that stuff. And I think they just realized that the more fun people are having, the more entertaining it's yeah. going to be instead of trying you to catch magic when you let people loosen right. up. Especially when the point is it's for celebrities and you want to see their personalities. Yeah. That it's, it's stupid if you're not getting to see their personalities. I mean, all. we'll get into this in a little bit when we do the change it section, mm-hmm. but my opinion is that whole situation, whether it was loose or rigid, that's the worst part of the TV show. The question asking yes. part of it? Okay. Um, so th- that could only get better. And with a looser structure, it did get better for right. sure. So the other thing that got looser was what was going on with these celebrity Secrets. Why did you raise your eyebrows when I said? Well, it's because it's a good intro to something, like a joke that I was thinking of. <laughs> what was the joke you were thinking of? I didn't think of anything. I was just that's why I raised my eyebrows. I was thinking. Okay. So, the moment is past. Okay. So the other thing that got just real, real loose, just real loose, was like <laughs> what? I don't know, like a 
like a bag that was full of stuff and then all, everything fell out. <laughs> and it was, and so, the bag's so it was, super loose now. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. So do it again. I have, I have a better one. Okay. So, so what, as, as the, as the rules got a bit looser, as mm -hmm. things got looser. Yeah. I lied. I don't have one. Okay. I was hoping you would move on from it. Well, then why did you say do it again? Because you specifically asked me to do it again. I had a lie. I had a secret. I don't have a joke. Was that your, That's se your secret is you don't have a, you don't have a joke here? Yes. Okay. So as things got looser, the celebrity segment just completely went off the rails. <laughs> and it basically turned into, here's a celebrity and... They're having fun doing whatever they want to do, basically. Yeah. So some of them would be, they would set up improv type games. They would create like almost a game show within a game show at times. Like they'd be reading off children's, this book as this famous novel as if a child wrote it and they would give like a childlike summary and then the mm. celebrity panelists tried to guess what it's like the, the bible what? <laughs> what would the bible be like if a child wrote the it? bible if a if a child wrote it would be like um one day a little boy learned how to build houses <laughs> and then the mean jews came <laughs> This is the kid saying, this is not me saying this. This oh is a my kid. God. And he had a friend named Judas who we could always count on. All the time. They were best pals. Until one day, Judas decided he liked bags of gold better. Mm. So he helped. It, shouldn't, it wouldn't be bags of gold. It'd be like cookies, tater tots. Bags of cookies. <laughs> and Pontius Pilate told Judas that if he would give him three bags of cookies... If he helped him murder his friend Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if that you can make the Bible very happy. Yeah, or just kid like. There's like. Uh, They're sad there kids. children's Bibles, like with illustrations and stuff, just with Jesus like bleeding and oh. suffering on the cross. But it's like jam. It's like jam. <laughs> it's they make it's it look jelly like jelly coming out of it. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Jesus donut. Well, that's like, have you seen. We've maybe talked about this before. The Evangel Cube. No, you need to look this up at some point. All the all of our listeners at home, look up the Evangel Cube, because spell what, it E V A N G I C U B E. Okay, like Evangelical Cube, but you combine them into a portmanteau of Evangel Cube. Okay, the Evangel Cube is a thing that evangelists, people who travel the world trying to convert people to Christianity mm -hmm. use it's a soccer ball when <laughs> that is a weird <laughs> image of a soccer ball Evangel ball with bump there's an Evangel ball wow so the Evangel cube is a thing it's almost like um it in some ways it reminds me of the the fortune teller thing that you fold oh. because it opens up in different ways okay there are like four panels and you can open it up there's only one left in stock hold on okay <laughs> and so people who are evangelists or whatever that are traveling around the world trying to convert mostly poor people mm -hmm. to Christianity that they think the only problem these people have is that they don't know about God. Christianity. Yeah. Well, no, they want them to get into heaven. Right. So this is the, that's the big problem that they have. So yeah. they'll take the, the, but they'll say like, 
look, I'm going to go help all these people. But the only problem is I don't know Swahili. So how am I going to tell these people about Jesus? Right. So what they do is they bring with them the Evangicube. Is this in Book of Mormon? I, no, because that's it. a different religion. It's a different, yeah, that's, okay. more, that's Mormon. Sorry. So <clears throat> they bring with them the Evangicube. Mm-hmm. And they. Cool. It's this unfolding thing, and it, it supposedly tells the story of Jesus in the pictures oh, on the cube, but without actual context or knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just looks like pictures of soldiers and then a guy being crucified and then a heart and love and an angel. Yeah. So it it really doesn't make any sense. But these people are like, look, now these people know the story of God and they've converted to Christianity. And it's like, well, I mean, isn't what really happened is... These people had cleft palates, and you fix their cleft palate, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever you say." Like, this is a mate. Like, for sure, God did this. What yeah, did you sure. want me to do? Yeah, yeah exactly. you want me to eat this shit right here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 totally, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, you're telling me there's a, a special club I get into after that? I don't give a shit. You clip, you fixed my lip. Exactly. I don't care about this club. So why did why was I talking about the Avenger Cube? You have, uh, yeah, it was because we, we were t- we were doing a game show podcast. And right. It was. I knew that. I knew the secret. starting point. <laughs> you know, if anybody's listening, they're like, yeah, you're talking about this. Just go back. <laughs> Could you please talk about the game show? <laughs> That's what people listen. People want to know about I've Got a Secret. Well, we were talking about religion. Why? Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Let's backtrack. Okay. We were talking about religion. Uh, we had passed through Judo Guy. We had passed through... Oh, we were talking about the third segment about how actors get to come oh, on and the, do whatever. Oh, the, the children's story. We got the children's version of Nailed the Bible. Nailed it, dude. <laughs> children's story version of the Bible. I hope there are people that are listening to this that are just yelling because they knew exactly why, but we're so dumb that we couldn't figure out why. <laughs> what do you mean dumb? That's, by the way, can I say, I'm proud of myself. It is, I'm pretty good at, I do not say, I would not say I have a great memory, but for some reason in short term situations like that, when people lose their way, I'm like... Follow the breadcrumbs, baby. Don't put me in grandma's stove. Is that a Hansel and Griddle? Yeah. Did that happen to Hansel and Griddle? I don't know. Wasn't there a witch that wanted to cook them and eat them? I guess. I don't know. I don't really know. All I know is they had breadcrumbs and they got lost. Yeah. And that's how Hansel and Gretel became Christian. <laughs> uh-huh. So Hopefully that whole discussion doesn't get cut out because that was very insightful. Thank you. No problem. So... The t on on the show they the sometimes they would do, I think the episode that you were talking about earlier they did an improv sort of game where the uh, the guest the celebrity guest mm-hmm. the uh, host Gary Moore and three of the panelists were given scripts to a scene and then one of them was not given a script yeah and they then all acted out that scene with the other person improvising their lines and it would often be very specific questions that were asked of that person and then they would give whatever answer came to the top of their head and the person would react as if they gave a completely different answer that was in the script. It was pretty funny. It was, I thought it was very funny and there was a dance number at the end that she had to improvise her dance Yeah, there's two, two dancers came out and did some dance moves. It was great. I thought it was, it was so enjoyable. It's so fun to see somebody not on the same page. It was yeah. written well. It was a and, goofy scene. And to be clear, it was literally the first two people took 15 minutes. And then this portion <laughs> took 10 minutes. Yeah. Like it was almost half the show 
was just this stuff that has nothing to do with I've got a secret or the format of the game show or what the game show was at all, really. Yeah. But it was pretty entertaining. Uh, depending, Like, I saw one that was did not work as well. Oh, no. It was they brought out a bunch of radio sound effect devices because, like, a lot of these people got their start on radio. This, mm-hmm. Like we said, this is kind of the, the beginning of yeah. live TV and stuff like that. And so these people started as radio entertainers, and they would have little devices that made specific sound effects, but they didn't have computers where they could hit this sound effect, that sound effect. They had to be doing like Foley work basically yeah. on the radio live. And so they, this one was like people doing sounds in certain orders or whatever. And then the panelists had to come up with a caption for what the sound effects just were like, okay. It would be like, and it was like oh the the colonel really couldn't keep his troops from sleepwalking off cliffs at night or whatever and so it was weird stuff like that and it kind of landed a little flat because i think a lot of the panelists were like I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And because it seemed they, confusing. They would do these things and like the celebrity guest and Gary Moore would have because they're the ones doing all the sound effect stuff and they had quote unquote answers in mind for it. And so I think the panelists were like, are we supposed to guess what you think it was or are we supposed <laughs> yeah. to come up with a joke that works for this? And there was it was just a very difficult thing to come up with on the spot off the top of their yeah. heads. So so those were kind of hit or miss, I felt like. But it was it was a fun diversion from what was a very simple in-format game show and not all that different from other game shows of the era, like To Tell the Truth, wasn't that significantly different from yeah. this. This game show reminded me very much of a 1990s Nickelodeon game show all that wasn't a game show. All that was not a game show. No, I was no. just stating okay. a fact. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Doug was also not a game show. <laughs> it was an animated cartoon. Uh-huh. Uh, figure it out. And that was a show where they I had... vaguely remember that. A regular kid would come on with some interesting fact about their life or who they were. Okay. And then it was like four Nickelodeon TV stars. Britney Spears. Amanda Bynes. Um, Britney Spears, no. Amanda Bynes, yes. Oh, okay. Britney Spears was on the Mickey Mouse. The Mickey Mouse Club. Club. Some whatever sexualized kids show. It was one of them. <laughs> you think all that was a sexualized kids show? What do you think all that means? Whoa, is what she'll do. All that. <laughs> <laughs> all that. And a bag of chips. So, and that was hosted by Summer Sanders, Olympic champion, Summer Sanders. But it was the same sort of thing where they would ask questions. and But I think that one... It, their whatever their secret was was spelled out on the board and if somebody said a word from it it would pop up on there okay. and they had to figure it out i, I like some, that some, something like Set that up. but it was i mean basically a spiritual revival yeah. of i've got a secret so i thought that was interesting when watching it because I, I wasn't super familiar with i've got a secret before this other than knowing it existed i, I always think these old old game shows from the 50s into the early 60s I really like watching like the sponsorship elements of it oh, because it's, so great. it's such a weird time capsule of 
them figuring out how to do advertising, mm-hmm. how, how to pay the bills at that point in time, basically. And so it's like, I mean, it's right off the bat. It's like, I've got a secret is brought to you by Winston cigarettes or whatever yeah. it is. And then there's just like a Winston logo on the screen, like in front of the podium for the host the entire time. And then yeah. they take breaks to talk about Claire all for her. Keep your hair looking without gray. So you look young, even though you're becoming an old woman and losing Dude, all your femininity with your gray hair. That was the you worst. You can keep your hair. And it wasn't even like the way they brought that's that add into it it was her kid comes up and goes who's younger you or daddy <laughs> oh, yeah, and the announcer's like that. are you an old bag yeah look she's actually five years younger than her husband <laughs> yeah but, but she has a gray hair so she looks old you, only you and your hairdresser will know yeah, i think was... was the end of it so it's it's a funny time capsule to see that sort of stuff which is funny because i mentioned like winston cigarettes in 1971 or 72, cigarette advertising on TV and radio was outlawed. So that's why in our lifetimes, we've never seen cigarette ads on TV or anything like that. Anytime you saw Marlboro or Cool or whatever, it was in like adult magazines. magazines. Exactly. Yeah. So the problem was the the way that the sponsorships were so integrated into the show that they could never rerun any of those episodes on TV after 1970. So like the game show network and stuff could never, because Winston cigarettes was still a, is still a company today. So they can't air any of those episodes on TV because it would be advertising an illegal advertisement on the TV. So I thought that's kind of, kind of interesting. That's crazy. Also, we talked about the celebrity portion of the show. There were also a lot or a decent amount of, celebrities or famous people that were on the show in a not as a celebrity uh situation like they did i guess in the in the late 50s there was a problem with strong beliefs about teenagers teenage delinquency teenagers were all bad eggs and and acting up and thing you know smoking their cigarettes and joining gangs and getting leather jackets yeah being the, cool uh, essentially yeah the sharks and the jets and all that stuff mm-hmm. so they did like an entire week long series i think on like exceptional teenagers to try to like rehabilitate the image of teenagers like, <laughs> and on that were teenagers that ended up being well i guess they were at the time but like bobby fisher before he oh, was wow. like you know, as world-renowned chess prodigy. Crushing Russians. Yes. Uh, Paul Anka, who became a world-famous lounge singer. Um, Oscar Robertson, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. It was like, he's a he's a good teenage basketball player. Wow. Uh, so I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. And then they had um, Colonel Sanders was on there as like, uh, I started my restaurant with my last social security check or something like oh that. Oh, my gosh. Um, and Pete Best, whose secret was I used to be in the Beatles. Wow. Um, Samuel Seymour, who was the last living person to have witnessed Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. Did he do it? Is because he did it? Yeah, he was five at the time. <laughs> His mom took him to a play. That's and... why kid the teenagers had bad eggs images. The kids were murdering people. <laughs> exactly. 
And uh, Philo Farnsworth, who mm. was the inventor, I believe, of the cathode ray tube, which... Catheter? Were... No, no, no. TVs. Oh. And this was his only known appearance on TV. Wow. Was the, as the inventor of the TV. So, so I thought that's pretty, pretty cool. Again, kind of going back to the whole time capsule idea of looking back in time and these people not being particularly special to the yeah. people on the show at the time that in reality, all of these people are much bigger deals than any of the, the celebrity TV show itself. Yeah. on the show or, or the majority of the celebrity guests that came on the show yeah. and stuff like that. So I thought that was uh, really cool. They also started doing a kind of like, again, kind of wheels off segment. I guess it was on once a week and they would so Henry Morgan he was he was well liked he was like I said he was a, he was a comedian audiences liked him they would like send him off on trips to do bits for like the week between episodes and then air clips of it it's like man on the street during the show yeah like like they would ha- send him off to London and he had to like go into a restaurant dressed like a classic royal British person and use a fake English accent to order at a restaurant just so it was, because it would be funny. It was like jackass. In a way, but yeah. But not nasty. Yeah, 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 exactly. They, they would just send him off to do weird things like that uh, and then just air it on the show. Okay. So, like I said, it, it got way more wheels off over the years as the show went on. It It was canceled in 1967 along with to tell the truth and all the other shows that were yeah. like it, they all like, I think they were all the same production company. They all got canceled in the same year, even though they were all still profitable. I think interest was waning in those type of shows. We had color at this point, things were changing. Yeah. So, and yeah, it, it all of the attempts to revive it have failed miserably. I think just because the premise is so unbelievably basic. Yeah. And it's something that we've all did as like children in school basically is play, 20 questions which is this is more or less this is exactly what it is that and except that you don't get 20 questions you get fewer probably and, yes because yeah, you have like 30 seconds and <laughs> the person wins their 80 dollars yeah but yeah i i feel like the more the more wheels off it got the better the more entertaining it got just because of how basic it was and how uninspiring most of the stories were and i guess like you could kind of play along at home if you just closed your eyes during the secret telling <laughs> portion. Yeah. You could try and, you know, guess. Maybe there's some fun element added to that, but I don't, I don't know. What do you what do you think? It you've got you you teased before you've got some ideas to make it better. I mean, that was it though. The, my ideas to get make it better were to cut the first 20 minutes out of the show. So the I've got a make secret it part a, of the make show. Make it a, make it a show where the celebrity comes in with a funny bit or a scenario or something and do it with the panelists. So this show's called I've Got a Secret and Nobody's Got a Secret. Correct. There's no secrets. Correct. Here's the secret. I've Got a Secret. This show was totally different before it even came out. <laughs> and now it's a new show. I've Got a Secret. This show is not about secrets it, at all. Boom. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things where this could work very, very easily and exactly the same as a radio show. And I think that's probably why it is how it is, or at least the, yeah. the portion of it with the regular guests, like mm-hmm. that can work 
the show is exactly the same if you close your eyes. Yeah. Aside from the jokes about the woman being naked or whatever. Right. Because of her dress being low cut or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, this show works exactly the same without any visual aid whatsoever. I think that's probably just why it's so simple. It was still an era where people were adapting how to bring radio shows to TV. To visual. And, to a completely different medium. Yeah, exactly. And And I think frequently it was just... Let's just do the same thing, but with cameras rolling. It's kind of like how we're doing this podcast, and we just have a camera sitting here, and we don't don't do anything for the no. viewers on. We YouTube. need it for Instagram. Exactly. We need it to promote. Nobody cares ourselves. about audio clips on Instagram. Yeah. So that's I've got a secret. I don't know how you make it better other than just not do it. Yeah. Like I said, I I think to tell the truth is like already a kind of better version of I've got a secret in many ways. Yeah. So it doesn't really need to exist anymore. I agree. Secrets don't need to exist anymore. I think we should all be upfront and honest about everything. Everything? Everything. All right. How big's your penis? I've got a secret. Hey. Here, lean over. I'm going to whisper it into your ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, oh, wow. And why not? Panel. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm going to give it five buzzers. I'm going to tell you... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 2.5, 2.5. Okay, Jesus. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to give it 2.5. Okay. I give the second half of the show five buzzers. Okay. And I give the first half of the show... Or sorry, the second half of the show four buzzers. Okay. I give the first half of the show one buzzer. Okay, so those average out to 2.5. All right, I feel like 2.5 is probably a fair score because I feel like you have to grade these on a curve a little bit. And like we said, they didn't know what how tv worked at the time and but they did afford themselves the ability to loosen up as time went on and adapt and lean into the more entertaining aspects of it yeah so for those reasons i graded up to a 2.5 and i say it's pretty pretty average overall yeah that's i've got a secret we have no secrets no secrets here if you want to share your secrets with us you can send them to come on down show at gmail.com. If you want to share them with God, you send them to 3313 <laughs> And you can also and you check know what? what? You know what happens when you send God? Um, oh, no, I don't live there anymore. Letters? I was going to say send money in it. Oh. I'm just going to go to You can nobody. just go and swing by every once in a while. Yeah, every day. I'll swing by every day. <laughs> just follow the mailman there. <laughs> And yeah, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Come On Down Show. And we're also on YouTube if you're not watching this on YouTube. You're missing out. Yeah, you're missing we out on us just talking. Almost every single episode. <laughs> we wear different shirts. We change our hats. Yeah. It's crazy. It gets crazy. Yeah. We Until uh, next time, we will see you guys later. Bye.